I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, and as we've been talking, today is National Farmers Day, the day we celebrate the men and women who work hard to put food on our tables and uh, to get fiber everywhere else it needs to go. Uh, their work often goes very unnoticed, and uh, so many of us are so disconnected uh, from anything relating to a farm or a ranch. And so today we wanted to shine a, a little extra light uh, on our farmers and all they do to keep our economy and keep our community going and growing. And I do have to get a disclaimer in. I am married to a farmer's daughter, so that gives me some street cred, but not much because I don't know anything about farming uh, other than what I've learned uh, by watching real farmers. And their lessons are are very stirring and very powerful and so while so few Americans today ever give any kind of thought uh, to where their food comes from, uh, besides the grocery store, a uh, few have ever been to a farm and fewer still uh, have friend uh, have a friend or a family member who is a farmer. And so those numbers keep getting smaller. And so we'd be, we are becoming more and more disconnected uh, from farm life and what that means and what it does for our communities and for our country. Uh, as I mentioned, I I don't know a thing about farming. I really don't. Uh, but I am married to a farmer's daughter, and they uh, they learned the hard stuff the hard way. And it's it's given me some insight in terms of the principles that drive so many of our farmers and ranchers. Uh, one of the things that I have learned uh, from those that I know in farming is that they don't need a lot of words to teach things that transcend how you make a living off of the land. Uh, there's principles that uh, form these incredible dreams. If you ever want to talk about someone who understands what it is like to live within the parentheses of a crazy idea, uh, it is a farmer. They're the ultimate entrepreneurs. Talk about taking risk, having to plan, having to adapt and adjust. Uh, it is a lesson in leadership uh, when we look at what our farmers and ranchers do on a daily basis. And so often we, you know, we celebrate the gutsy entrepreneur who starts a business in their garage and, and grows it into a, a great organization. Uh, or we cheer the investor, you know, who takes a, a major risk on the upside potential of some company and turns it into gold. Or we, we praise those who have stared down that uh, downturn or economic setback and rebound to achieve something really great. And we always applaud the people and the principles that drive them. But anyone who knows a farmer knows that all of these things are just a typical day for a farmer. They're not out of the ordinary. It's everyday living. And so I want to take a moment uh, and go back to something that I think has to be uh, one of the greatest pieces of writing and radio delivery ever uh, by Paul Harvey. 1978, uh, his great piece, So God Made a Farmer. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. 
God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. I need somebody with arms strong enough to wrestle a calf and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to call hogs, tame cantankerous machinery, come home hungry, have to wait lunch until his wife's done feeding visiting ladies, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon and mean it. So God made a farmer. God said I need somebody willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt and watch it die and dry his eyes and say maybe next year. I need somebody who can shape an axe handle from a persimmon sprout, shoe a horse with a hunk of car tire, who can make harness out of hay wire, feed sacks, and shoe scraps, who planting time and harvest season will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon and then pain in from tractor back, put in another 72 hours. So God made a farmer. God had to have somebody willing to ride the ruts at double speed to get the hay in ahead of the rain clouds and yet stop in midfield and race to help when he sees the first smoke from a neighbor's place. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink-combed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. It had to be somebody who'd plow deep and straight and not cut corners. Somebody to seed, weed, feed, breed, and rake, and disc, and plow, and plant, and tie the fleece, and strain the milk, and replenish the self-feeder, and finish a hard week's work with a five-mile drive to church. Somebody who'd bail a family together with the soft, strong bonds of sharing, who would laugh, and then sigh, and then reply with smiling eyes when his son says, that he wants to spend his life doing what dad does. So God made a farmer. Uh, that is one of the great pieces of writing and delivery ever. Uh, and for the right people, uh, for our farmers, there really are no greater entrepreneurs in the world than the farmers uh, because they do. They look out across the land, uh, parched, rugged. We've talked about drought. They can still see in that a, a vision of fields filled with wheat or corn or vegetables or orchard. And you have to you have to give it to the farmers. I mean, what risk taker on the planet would bet the mortgage on tiny seeds buried in the dirt? <laughs> uh, that is the ultimate risk-taking experience. It is living within the parentheses of a crazy idea. Uh, who would live uh, and risk their, their life savings on what day to cut the wheat or bale the hay? Uh, and again, in that same stream of Paul Harvey, that the, the bad luck, bad weather, bad sleep, bad seed, bad equipment, bad health, bad market are all just part of the deal for a farmer. And one of the things that I admire most about our farmers is I've never met a farmer who has time for self-pity, for discouragement, or blame. True farmers are are those that uh, always turn the bad into the good. And to me, that's a, those are, there are so many life lessons in there. There are so many lessons we need in our country today about the value of hard work, the willingness to take a risk, the determination to keep pushing and keep striving even when it doesn't look so good uh, or feel so good. And so as we look at uh, farmers and ranchers and their families, and sadly we're losing so many of the family farms uh, because it's just not being possible anymore. 
And we have so many things that we could do and should do uh, to help those family farms. Uh, It's very hard for them to be passed on from one generation to the next. Uh, But today I hope you'll slow down just a little bit. I hope you will think of a farmer. And if you don't know one, find one. And uh, you can always check out with our our friends at the Farm Bureau. Uh, Ron Gibson and his team uh, are always amazing. And uh, in classic farmer pattern, uh, Ron really didn't pound his chest on so many of the amazing things that our farmers and ranchers have done during the midst of this pandemic. They have provided for people who were in need, those who were facing food uncertainty and insecurity, uh, as as he mentioned, uh, they had this program where they would buy some of the, the products from our farmers and then give them to those who were facing food struggles or insecurities. Uh, but many of the farmers wouldn't take the money <laughs> because that's what farmers do. Farmers uh, have shown us in this country uh, what it means to, to raise a barn. And I think that's a mentality that we have to get back to. If your neighbor's farm uh, barn burns down, everybody comes together. The community comes together and you rebuild the barn, not because the government said you had to, not because the government threatened to do something to you if you didn't, because that's what you do. And we need more of that kind of kindness uh, where we started the show today. We need more of that kind of willingness to... Not just look to who's going to pay for it, whose fault is it, who can we sue over it, or what government agency is going to bail us out of it. We have to be like the farmers and just say, okay, we're, we're going to work. And we'll solve it. We'll fix it. We'll change it. We'll improve it. And that's the ultimate test. Because farmers understand, like no one else on this planet, the law of the harvest. They know it applies to seeds and saplings and steers, as well as it does to courage and the content of your character. So many principles from our farmers. So God be thanked today for making farmers, especially for all of those farmers who not only plant good crops, but plant goodness, reap joy, and lay up for themselves a great legacy that we all should look to. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Your all-day resource for critical breaking news, traffic and weather, and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on any smart speaker, the KSL News Radio app, and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. KSL News Radio. Utah's all-day companion for news. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. 
In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.